Today's podcast is brought to you by newspapers.com, the ultimate destination for exploring the mysteries of the past. If you're fascinated by true crime, get ready to dive into the stories that made headlines. Newspapers.com offers a billion pages of historical newspapers from the U.S. and beyond, and you can search the entire collection in seconds. Their vast newspaper collection is a goldmine for eyewitness accounts, crime scene photos, news reports, and more. Whether you're interested in famous crimes or long-forgotten cases, Newspapers.com gives you a front-row seat to more than 300 years of history. For our listeners, Newspapers.com has a special offer. Use the code CUPOFMURDER for an exclusive 20% discount on your subscription. That's promo code CUPOFMURDER at Newspapers.com. Sign up today and start unraveling the true crime mysteries that keep you up at night. Sometimes going to the grocery store can be chaotic. There doesn't seem to be enough time to check the list, make sure everything is there, search for the best prices, and take the time to make sure you get the best quality meat. So let ButcherBox help you out. Giving you peace of mind, ButcherBox delivers high-quality meat and seafood that you can trust straight to your door. No grocery carts required. Humanely raised, no antibiotics or hormones, 100% grass-fed, free-range, and crate-free, What? more can you ask for? What about free shipping, customized box plans, exclusive member deals, recipe inspirations, tips, and tricks? You really can't go wrong with ButcherBox. Sign up at butcherbox.com slash morning cup and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. Choose salmon, chicken breasts, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash morning cup and use code morning cup to choose your free for a year offer plus get $20 off your first order. There were two more murders 15 miles when away. Arrived, the we found the telephone we and electricity line here described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird religion. Morning. Cup of murder. We hear stories all the time about how once a killer is caught, they get connected to a number of otherwise unsolved cases. But in some cases, not quick enough. On July 23, 2013, a man died having been found not guilty for the only crime that could be definitively connected to him, taking with him the secrets and names of his other victims. So if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Derek Ernest Percy, born September 15, 1948, in New South Wales, started causing problems from a young age. He was caught stealing and wearing women's underwear when he was just 16 years old and was known to mutilate dolls with razor blades and knives. He was showing all of the signs that he was being influenced by violent sexual fantasies, and by 1966, when he was 18, he dropped out of school and joined the Australian Navy and traveled from base to base, ending up at HMAS Cerberus in 1969, located in the Mornington Peninsula, just south of Melbourne. It was here that Derek was ready to make his wildest, sickest fantasies a reality. 12-year-old Yvonne Tui was at a beach in a small town of Warneet on July 27, 1969, when she and her 11-year-old friend, Shane Spiller, were approached by a 21-year-old Derek Percy. He quickly seized Yvonne, pressed a knife to her throat, and dragged her away. He attempted to grab Shane as well. He fended off his would-be abductor with a tomahawk. 
Once Derek drove off with Vaughn, Shane went to the police and was able to describe the car that he was driving down to the naval sticker on the back. Police were led straight to Cerberus, looked at who owned that particular car, and was led to Derek within three hours of Yvonne's murder. He was literally caught red-handed, washing the blood from his clothing. Despite this, Derek tried denying any involvement in her death, though after more questioning, finally agreed to bring police to her body on Fisheries Road at Devon Meadows, just five miles from where she was abducted. In 1970, he was found not guilty by reason of insanity and was remanded indefinitely. Now, while this is an extremely unsatisfying ending to this story, it's about to get even more frustrating. After Yvonne's murder, police found a number of documents in his possession that led them to believe that she was not his first victim. When they began comparing the M.O. in Yvonne's case, they came up with a number of unsolved cases that they were sure Derek was involved in. They are as follows. The Wanda Beach murders refers to the unsolved murder of Marion Schmidt and Christine Sherrick on Wanda Beach near Sydney, Australia in January of 1965. The girls were just 15 years old, best friends, and their partially buried bodies were found the next day. By April of 1966, over 7,000 people were interviewed, and this case became the largest investigation in Australian history, a case that remains unsolved. Derek Percy was known to be visiting his friend's grandparents at the same time, their home near the homes of the victims. A witness to the crime recalled seeing a young man that resembled Derek talking with the girls on the train at the beach just before their murder, but... With this being the only link, it was impossible to determine if he was the murderer. Same is the case with the Beaumont murders. Jane, 9, Arna, 7, and Grant Beaumont, 4, disappeared from Glenelg Beach near Adelaide on January 26, 1966. Several witnesses revealed that, on the day of the siblings' disappearance, they were seen in the company of a tall, blonde, thin-faced man. The children, nor their companion, were ever found. Derek admittedly was at Glenelg Beach on a family trip the day that the disappearance took place, but denied any involvement. He was just 17 at the time of the disappearance, therefore too young to be the man seen with the children. But him being on the same beach at the same time seems like a strange coincidence. There is also the Alan Reston case. Alan was sent to buy ice cream for himself and his brother on September 27, 1966, but sent his brother away and instead headed to a friend's house for the day at Curtain Tip. His body was discovered the next day. He had been bound, strangled, and wrapped in a carpet before being disposed of at a location Derek admitted to vacationing at when the crime occurred. The boy was last seen with a fair, thin-faced teenager, one that resembled Derek Percy just before he disappeared. The same with three-year-old Simon Brooke, who disappeared on May 18, 1968, seven-year-old Linda Stilwell, who was abducted and killed on August 10, 1968, and an unknown 12-year-old girl who survived an attempted abduction and identified Derek Percy as her abductor. In each case, Derek could be loosely connected to the crimes, but when questioned, gave no detail or denied it completely. 
Detectives worked tirelessly to try and match his location to other unsolved cases. But by 2007, a cache of 35 boxes were found in a storage unit belonging to Derek Percy. Inside were diaries, drawing, and newspaper clippings about cases all around Australia. But as Derek Percy began declining health-wise, they found themselves with very little concrete evidence and hoping for a deathbed confession. On July 23, 2013, at the age of 54, Derek Percy died from lung cancer after being the longest-serving inmate in Australia. He served 44 years and, up until he took his last breath, gave no indication or connection to any of the handful of cases he was loosely connected to. He took all of his secrets to the grave. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on July 24th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know if you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe. Thank you for listening to Morning Cup of Murder. This is a daily podcast that tells you what happened on this day in true crime history. In short, easy to listen to episodes that you can finish on your commute or while you enjoy your morning coffee. So make sure you check back every morning. My name is Karina. I am the creator and host. You can find Morning Cup of Murder on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I have also set up a Patreon where you can donate a small monthly contribution to the podcast. All those links are in the episode description. Thank you again and have a wonderful day.